You're listening to Behind the Scene at NTSB. My name is Leah Walton. And I'm Stephanie Shaw. Thank you for joining us as we talk with the people and learn more about the work being done here at NTSB. Welcome to episode 30 of Behind the Scene at NTSB. This morning, Leah and I are excited to welcome back to the podcast member Hamandy and Eric Strickland. Welcome back. It's so nice to have you guys on again. Thanks for having us. I just need to every now and then come in and get my certification standards for my <laughs> podcasting so they don't lose those. So I appreciate your help. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to keep credits. his fan base. Really, yeah. <laughs> that's what it's about. It's true. So I'm, I'm glad you're able to help me out with this. So remember, Hamidi joined us first on the podcast for episode 20 for our listeners who want to go back in the archives and hear her full background. Um, but on the podcast, when we first had her on, she we talked about having a one-year uh, anniversary show uh, with her to kind of check in on some of the work that she had been involved in in the past, in the year of 2019. And so here we are. That was episode 20. Today we are on episode 30, and it has been a year, and so we are excited to kind of dive in and hear all about your year. So um, well, the, other, the first one was on my birthday. That's right. Yeah, that's I was right. 30. Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm 30 again mm-hmm. and have been that way for many years. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> so since your swearing in ceremony in August of 2018, you have launched on seven accident investigations, been in 15 board meetings, given many speeches at conferences and other events, and logged more than... 70,000 official travel miles at NTSB. So to get it started off, um, beyond these numbers, how would you describe your first year at NTSB as a board member? So I'm really tired listening to that. (laughs) So I'm going to sleep through Christmas, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say, you know, my I think it's accurate that I've become in. I didn't think it was possible to become a bigger Starbucks addict, but (laughs) apparently it is. That's how I function. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify, I mean, for the launches, it was five launches and then one regional investigation that I went on with uh, 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 Brian Rayner and Lynn Spencer and then um, uh, my training launch mm-hmm. uh, at Merrimack Valley. Mm-hmm. So so I don't think a lot of people know that um, before board members kind of go out for their official on-scene duties that you, like the rest of the staff, also go through a little bit of a, a training time too before mm-hmm. you're kind of thrust in in front of the... Yeah, you have to have a training launch first. And then, uh, you know, just to get a feel for, you know, how things go, what's expected of you, and just sort of develop your own process Mm -hmm. in uh, in the meantime. And then once you have that training launch, and for me, it was Merrimack Valley on September 13th, 2018, uh, then you, you can go out... Uh, and you're in rotation. And so a lot of people actually mistakenly think that I only go out on accident investigations that deal with my background. So rail pipelines or anything dealing with a you know, hazardous material. Mm -hmm. That's not accurate. Um, And then people are surprised on the outside Mm -hmm. when I tell them it's actually, you know, it's by calendar, it's whoever's in rotation. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there are decisions made on chairman's calls and top hats calls and, you know, the board member, which would be me during that week, is on that call to determine whether it should be a board member launch or a staff launch. So there's a lot that goes into it, but 
it really is, you know, based on if you're the one up on, on that week. So, and we are, we typically, we have five board member spots, but for the last year we've had three. And so the rotation has been probably a lot more frequent. frequent. It is a lot more, more frequent. And so, um, and it just happened to be that I had more than others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, I think it's helpful actually to get, you know, it's partly with every launch, you learn something new. Mm -hmm. So it, it has been helpful um, you know, in the pro in the process being the first year. So, right. and then for the regional investigation, I, board members are encouraged to go on regional investigations. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted just to see what the process was. And it happened to be so close to my house, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I could just observe and, and see, see what our regional investigators do on scene. Cause I mean, there's what about 1600, regional investigations or so that our, our team do. And there's, those are handled differently than the majors that you think of when, you know, you yeah. think of a board member on scene. So mm -hmm. I think it was, it's, it's good for board members to know kind of just what the, inve the aviation investigators do kind of. For those regional for ones, because they're, they're much smaller teams. Smaller, they're usually like yeah. one or two or just a few yeah, investigators. And, and mm -hmm. how they put it together versus the larger ones, which require more, you know, people on the ground because it, it's just a bigger accident. Mm -hmm. I remember how many you mentioned kind of being in rotation. So 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the mm -hmm. NTSB has teams of investigators who are on call, including board <clears throat> members who take week rotations at a time to, uh, to mm -hmm. be available if there is the decision to launch and then also, you know, obviously to launch a board member. So Yeah, I mean, Monday from 5 p.m. to the next Monday at 5 p.m. Although for this year, because we were down... Uh, down two members, and there were only three of us for quite a, a, a bit yeah. of time, at least since mm -hmm. July. Mm -hmm. We had weeks where we'd be on duty for two, three, you know, three weeks at a time. Yeah, that's coming up for January and February too. So right, yeah, because while there may be new board members <laughs> added on next year there needs to be a training launch, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and I think that's important that the board members get that training launch because. Um, just because we don't want to be on duty for three weeks in a row, you don't want to put someone in there because it's really important that the board members, especially the new board members, see the process and Absolutely. see how it works and get an understanding and and kind of learn from the the other board member of what the expectations are. And, and I so. know I've had the opportunity to launch with member Hamidi and Eric this year. Um, I know you had shared that sometimes people think that the board members are investigators too. Yeah. <laughs> Will you just share a little bit about what a board member's role is when you launch to an accident and you're on scene? Yeah, I mean, I, our roles are one, to be there uh, for the families, for the family briefings, for those that lost loved ones. Uh, and that's working with our transportation disaster assistance team. Mm -hmm. uh, two, we are the face of the agency uh, before the press. So we do all the press briefings. Um, and then um, three, we deal with the government officials that call or want to have, you know, want to have a conference call to figure out what's going on or if they show up unseen, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, governor's offices, senators, house members, local state officials. Um, and, and it's important because if our investigator in charge or investigators are doing those things they actually they can't, they don't have time to then actually do the investigation mm -hmm. sure they have to be free to do that so we take that heat off of them so yeah. we are doing all the the other briefings so they don't have to 
they can focus on their primary job. But it does drive me crazy because, and it makes me cringe a little bit, you know, when I'm on, you know, live TV on a news channel and they introduce me as the investigator. And it's, it's not that, you know, I, I just I just want people to understand that we also do have an investigator. We have the investigator in charge, mm-hmm. and that's not right. me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just something, you know, <laughs> I wish people understood a little bit more. Right. It's one of those little nuances. No matter how many times you tell someone, mm-hmm. it's, you know, everyone at NTSB is an investigator, according to the outside world. Right. Yes. So, so before you started the board um, and, uh, you know, got into... <clears throat> the work, did you have any expectations coming in on what it would be like and how do the expectations that you may have had measure up to reality? Um, You know, because I had worked with the board for so many years, I knew what was expected, certainly with board meetings. I watched many of them, listened to many of them, and, you know, mostly watched them on webcast from, Mm -hmm. from the house office buildings, but, you know, and I had a lot of briefings from government affairs and the modes over the years after, you know, about accident investigations. So I definitely understood my expectations for the investigations themselves and the board meetings Mm -hmm. were exactly how it played out. I think um, travel was... It's not that I I knew I'd be traveling. Mm -hmm. It's just I didn't realize, I didn't really think about the change for me. So when you're, you know, on the House or Senate, you're so focused on, you know, hearings and negotiating major pieces of legislation. And a lot of times you don't have control over your budget. So you aren't traveling as much. Mm -hmm. So I may have traveled, I tried to think about it the other day, I may have traveled six days in like four years. (laughs) And so if you look at that over 15 years, (laughs) that's not a lot of travel. So my 15 years of travel was probably substantially less Mm -hmm. than what I did in one year here. Mm -hmm. And Eric will tell you, I like to pack it all in and make the most of, mm-hmm. you know, if I go to a speech, mm-hmm. I don't want to just go into, you know, Alaska or a California mm-hmm. to do that one speech. Right. There's a lot of people I want to meet. I want to meet our stakeholders, people we're going to, ha- we're going to be working with. And that's not just, you know, from private industry or labor. Or, it's also, from the federal government. I mean, when mm-hmm. we were out in Denver, we took time to meet with FRA regional staff sure. and mm-hmm. FIMSA regional staff and did the same thing. You know, we met with um, FAA regional yep. st- folks in uh, Alaska. So mm-hmm. I like to take that time and then also to see other places. So that sort of extends the the day. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. we will start at 7.30 a.m. and finish at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, it makes for long days. Right. Um, but I mean... It, they were all productive and we did get to meet a lot of different stakeholders. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of member Harmony's goals for the year was to try to get out to the main focus was to get out to the regional offices. So we knew that we had those anchor points. Mm-hmm. And by uh, regional offices, you mean NTSB, NTSB regional, regional offices. offices. Yeah. And so we've done three of the four uh, working on getting the fourth scheduled. We have so, not forgotten about yeah, Seattle. We're going to see you guys <laughs> soon. Um, but we had those as anchor points and then went traveled around to some of the other areas. But 
you know, when we were looking at it and kind of in getting getting ready for this, you know, it was over, like you said, 70,000 miles of official travel, like mm-hmm. just in advocacy work and, and stakeholder engagement and outreach, which is, which is a big portion of a board member's job. I mean, that was over 30, 35,000 miles and probably about 60 to 70 days of, of away from home travel in one year, which is a lot when you, when you aren't really sure what the expectation is when you come in, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, then on top of that, you add in the launch travel and, um, just because of, of, I mean, kind of almost fate that the calendar worked the way that it did, you know, remember how many had a launch to Alaska, which is not a, a, a short travel area and you right want to get there. Right after you came back from Alaska, if I'm not Yeah, mistaken, we were right in Alaska right? for 10 days. I mean, from Prudhoe Bay to Valdez to Anchorage. And then we went and then days later, yeah. went to Ketchikan um, a, for a mid-air collision. And then one month later, I was in Hawaii yeah. for the parachute plane crash and... Um, and then the dive boat in uh, September, and then B seventeen crash in Connecticut. So mm-hmm. uh, it's been a lot. And then at the same time, uh, you know, I had goals on what I wanted to learn uh, my first year. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me, you know, part of the reason why I think I we have such a strong team in my office is, you know, Eric has a big highway background. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's good to have people who don't have the same background with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, so it was getting into highways, but then learning aviation. Now, aviation wasn't entirely new to me because in my previous job, I did hazmat on all modes, mm-hmm. so which included a lot of work on lithium batteries, on cargo and passenger airplanes sure. and other hazardous material, uh, other hazardous materials on board cargo aircraft. So... There was there was that work, and certainly working on the transportation committee. Just learn you work in such a a close knit group with staff. It's hard not to learn about all those mm-hmm. other issues, but still, it wasn't my primary focus. So after fifteen years, actually mostly twenty, uh, almost two decades of doing railroads, pipelines, hazmat, and then I had done motor carrier safety. Mm-hmm. It was actually great to learn something new. Sure. I wanted to learn, oh, let's talk about autonom- autonomous vehicles. Let's talk about aviation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so for me, it was actually really exciting. Um, but, you know, it's also part of fitting it all in. So what have you, what have sort of things have you done to kind of learn the other molds um, since you've been here? Um, <laughs> well, immersion is helpful yeah. for me. I'm, you know, I, I could read something and certainly I read a lot. Eric will tell you when I prepare. <laughs> well, I know you joked when we were on the government shutdown that you were reading reports just for I kind personally of the fun of it. am responsible for paper use at the MTSB. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, he'll tell you I read a lot. If, you know, for just preparing for the Miami Bridge or the Southwest, or when um, there was the uh, SFO accident, mm-hmm. you know, I print out a lot of the docket and I read a lot. And, and that's notes. great, mm-hmm. and a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's great to an extent, but then I have to, I, for me to really learn something, mm-hmm. I have to see it and touch it, mm-hmm. and really for me to really get it. Right. So, you know, I've 
the first board meeting we did was, you know, San Francisco, the mm-hmm. overflight. And, yeah. um, you know, I went in the, in the cockpit and the Airbus right before that board meeting with the, with the chairman, um, uh, to Charlotte yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, so that was really helpful. We've done some simulators. i Put my, you know, I put myself through ground school on <laughs> Sunday nights during the government shutdown mm-hmm. uh, near my house. Uh, it was offered through a, a private airport through the community college, so I could really understand. And then even in, but even in that class, I I would walked up to the instructor and said, "Hey, you know, this is all great in textbook, but I really have to get in the plane." And so sure. he said, "Great." Mm-hmm. See you on Saturday out at the airport. And so, you know, on Saturday I showed up and I'm thinking I'm going to get this hour briefing to really understand, you know, parts of the airplane and really understand inside. And, and you know, he's going to take me out and he's going to fly. And he looked at me and said, oh, no, you're not getting in the right seat. You're getting in the left seat. And I looked at him and I said, I don't think that's a really good idea. Have you seen how tall those trees are at the end of that runway? And he said, no, no, you're going to fly. I mean, it was fantastic because that's how you really understand. So right. for me, learning all that, I mean, I have a... I think my next one, I'm looking at doing a motorcycle safety class over a weekend during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So for me, really getting out, you know, we've been to Collins Aerospace mm-hmm. um, yeah. before we did the Southwest. We went out to CFM. I really need to experience it to really understand. Sure. And, and I mean, I would say I think it's been great. Everyone here in the agency, oh, but yeah. also within the stakeholders have been really receptive yeah. mm-hmm. to answering our questions, you know, walking us through as much as we can do an actual go see a nacelle and, and how it's worked, you know, how it's put together. I mean, I did not realize that an engine is a separate certification than the nacelle and the nacelle is not actually part of the, you know, the, the wing piece. I mean, it's all different. And so everyone's walking you through how the connections go, how the design works. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just, it, it's the practical part is there, but ev- the, the knowledge that everyone has and mm-hmm. directing us to what to maybe look at. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a policy wonk and I kind of really enjoy reading some of <laughs> yeah, that. No, you're not um, here. Right? No, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's subtle. It's subtle. Uh, As our eyes are glazed over while you're talking about the parts and I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but it, it doesn't help that I have an enabler as in a boss who is also a policy uh-huh. wonk. And so having people help walk us through that and, and the historical precedents and, you know, the, you know, why, why do you do it this way? Like what led up to this? Oh, this is just the way that it's in code. Well, mm-hmm. why, why did it get there and why has no one looked at it? And so walking back through to understand that, I think it's been great. You know, the 15 board meetings, while the board meetings are super intense, give us focused opportunities to really dive deep into a subject and, uh, and really look into the issues and get the knowledge from those individuals involved in it. But then that spills over into other pieces of that industry that really helps out, I think. And I haven't, I haven't been on one of those trips where you have packed in a lot of things, but I've been with another board member who, you know, we did, we did a, um, a tour of the Boston MTA. And what I thought was just awesome is how much the people in those locations and in the agencies really want to engage um, oh, with yeah. the board members and, you know, explain, you know, show them what's going on. And 
I think that it's really amazing because it develops that relationship um, mm -hmm. and familiarity because in the event, you know, we obviously don't want to show up in these places, but in the event that we do, it kind of removes a little bit of that veil of uh, intimidation. You know, you've already met the person and it just has a, you already have a rapport established. Yeah, it's, it's very important. I mean, it, the stakeholders have been really welcoming. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and not to go back to Alaska again, but Alaska Pipeline, I've been trying to get there for dec you know, probably two decades, mm -hmm. right? And the president of Alaska Pipeline um, what used to be the former administrator of FIMSA, and so Tom Barrett. So he said, hey, you know, when, when, when you're here, mm -hmm. I'd really like to bring you in and meet with all the staff. They're really excited to meet with you. And I thought, oh, it would be a couple yeah. of people. It was like 25 was like 20. people yeah. when we walked in that right. room, and it yeah. was really exciting. I mean, they had great questions. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, there are people who don't understand how we operate, what we do. Right. They just see us at board meetings or on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do day to day? And I mean, that I, I, I really have been very lucky that people have been so welcoming. I mean, I've been trying to get to the American Waterway operators, although we did get to visit some of them and mm -hmm. some of our, our trips uh, this year, some of their members. Um, but, you know, I just I, I think it's a great learning experience for me. It's great relationship development um, because you don't want to do that mm -hmm. at the accident scene. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think and then it's helpful, I think, for pushing our recommendations to yeah. make to get them to, you know, that's a big part of our job. Yeah. It's not just, hey, we're at board meetings or we're on scene or testifying. It's we need to then take our recommendations and get them implemented. Mm -hmm. And that's our role. So part of that is working with those mm -hmm. stakeholders. Yeah. Well, I had uh, the opportunity to travel with you on some rail um, meetings, which well, and then I, I got really nerdy, right? Which was fun for me because I hadn't had the opportunity to do, to do any kind of real advocacy. Um, or you should or, have been on the one where I made Eric get under the train right. with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was great. But in in um, in August, mm. you uh, participated in a press mm. event where we um, we marked the anniversary of the. Darian, if I'm saying yes, that correctly, very yes, good. I did Darianne. not say it correctly before we went. Uh, Connecticut dera train derailment, mm -hmm. um, and there you had announced, I guess is the best way to describe it, that you had a goal of meeting with the 41 <laughs> railroads who need to um, achieve the December 2020 PTC implementation. Yeah. Um, deadline. Just wanted to get an update on on how many that you have visited so far, and if. Um, if you're surprised by anything um, that you've seen so far or in any of your meetings with the implementation or the challenges and, and that sort of thing. Well, I will say I think a lot of I, I think a, many people are surprised or unknowing when I visit them that I'm the one who yes. wrote the mandate. Yep, there were definitely the a few people who were law. a little surprised so, by your knowledge. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> If you're going to criticize that action, yes. you might want to know the audience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, for me, yeah. I, I, PTC is, um, you know, not just something that the NTSB has been recommending for 50 years. For me, it's partially personal. I mean, I worked on 
the mandate in the 2008 Act. I met with a lot of families before that who were impacted by derailments Mm -hmm. Uh, that were PTC preventable. So I want to see it implemented. I think there are a ton of railroads that have done a fantastic job mm-hmm. at implementing PTC. I mean, it's, it is expensive, mm-hmm. but there have been a lot of mandates in various transportation modes mm-hmm. over the years that are expensive but have paid you know, tremendous dividends mm-hmm. in terms of safety right. mm-hmm. and lives saved as a result of implementation of those mandates. And so I think we're going to see the same thing here. I think the railroads are starting to look at PTC to see how else can we use this technology to improve safety right. and better our business. Mm-hmm. And they've really, some have really adopted it Uh, really well. Others still have a lot of challenges and aren't as far as along as I would like to see them. Um, I'm hoping that gets resolved over the next couple months into the next year. Um, I don't think there is any appetite by anybody (laughs) on the Hill to extend that mandate, so they should probably get moving. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I often think, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, these, they have, they've had quite a a number of years, they had an extension. And now it's, now it's time. It's the the year you got one more year. Mm -hmm. And so, so far, I've visited 10 out of the 41. While I've been here, we have eight, we're working on scheduling for January and February. I think I didn't want to do too many (laughs) last year. Right. Because I I, they, uh, I wanted to see them a little bit closer to the deadline sure. and the year before the deadline. So now I think we're going to have a major push to get out and see them and mm-hmm. see what, what they've done, what they are doing. I know we have plans to go to UP, mm-hmm. um, CSX in Florida. We're going to see all the commuters. So um, we're I'm really excited about that. But I think some of the some of the railroads have also been, you know, using your visits to reinforce to their, their employees and their staff that have been working on this, like why, why they're doing this. So Mm -hmm. it's not just them saying it's a, it's a mandate. We have to do this. It's like, there's, there's a reason behind it. There's back to the why is it's, there's a story that, and, and it's a more captivating story when it comes from the NTSB. And when, especially when it comes from member Hamdi with the, her, you know, tie into it all beforehand mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the ntsb story really helps those those staff it all kind of sets it together for some yeah. of them and, and i think i think they've been taking advantage of and that, i think they good. appreciate it, at least in, in the few visits that i got to do with you it seemed like the people that you were talking to appreciated the fact that a board member from ntsb was coming to find out what they mm-hmm. were doing and to to get the chance to talk to you about you know the training and the um, just what they were doing to kind of get the technology mm-hmm. on the trains and different things. It seemed like the the people that were really doing that work appreciated that you were taking the time to to talk with them and and hear their their some of their challenges with it, and then also be able to share. It seemed you know they were happy to share their successes and kind of some of them, like you mentioned, were farther along than others and were proud of what they had accomplished so far. So, um, oh, it's been fa- yeah. fantastic. I mean, even the ones that aren't as far, as as far along as you might expect, they were very welcoming and talking about some of their challenges, right. which I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. And positive trading control 
fully implement positive trade and control hmm. is the most wanted list, one of the most wanted list issue areas that you are the board member and advocacy champion of, but you also have impairment and alcohol and other drug impairment and transportation and the um, speeding, comprehensive speeding. I, it's so long, I can never remember the full title, but <laughs> speeding. Anti-speeding. <laughs> Do implement not speed. A comprehensive, <laughs> implement a comprehensive speeding related Look, crashes. Oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Reducing speeding related crashes. Yeah, Thank what, you. The no point problem. is, you have these two other issue areas that you probably didn't do much advocacy work around prior to your time at the board. So um, tell me a little bit about how that has been in terms of kind of moving into that area of advocacy. Well, I did do a big um, alcohol, drug and alcohol Drugs. testing mm -hmm. uh, report for the um, House Transportation Committee uh, in the year or so before I left. Mm -hmm. So I did um, get into a lot of the DOT drug testing right. issues. So I was at least familiar with that. I think um, my uh, education has grown, mm -hmm. you know, since being on the board, but it's not, uh, not as much as getting into speeding, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but it's been, I mean, it, for me, like I said, I like, I've spent so many time, so many years on these other issues that mm -hmm. dealing with something new right. is good for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people thought when I came on board that I was going to do, of course I was going to do PTC because it's, I want to see it implemented. Right. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people thought, oh, you'll do hazmat, you know, maybe impairment, mm -hmm. which is my background, you know, so, <laughs> but, but I didn't that's the want only lane that. you have yeah. to stay in. It's yeah. not, you know, I want to get out of that lane and mm -hmm. get into the other issues. Um, and, you know, so that's been, that's been really good for me. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that more, I think, getting into 2020, mm -hmm. really getting out of, of some some things in the you know railroads and pipelines getting into some of the other issue areas that I'm really interested in sure so. yeah, I think that's one thing we've had you know this one year to to talk about it a little bit figure out where we need to go some of the stuff we can you know people we need to reach out to and and working with with the safety advocacy team mm -hmm. where to where to go with it and so I think 2020 will have some more opportunities and know better where to focus the efforts. And I've already got some, some things the... lined up for you. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I, so the launches, the, the excellence that you launched to will also come to the board. A few uh -huh. of them should mm -hmm. come to the board yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I know we were talking a little bit in preparation for our, our time on the podcast, but you had mentioned that there was a little bit of a theme, if you will, to the accidents that you launched to this year. Um, and I think you pointed out that they were, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, for inner kind of entertainment type travel. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to think of, you know, a families, um, you know, making reservations to go on a helicopter, you know, tour, mm -hmm. sightseeing tour, or, you know, the tour of the Misty Fjords in Alaska, or parachuting. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, all these people were having fun mm -hmm. with their loved ones. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there was an accident. So it's not lost on me how devastating that must be. Mm -hmm. So, and how that carries into 
I imagine when you're in the position as board member at a board meeting, I mean, it, yeah. you know, we all are here and I know I am very thankful for the opportunity to work here and really know that the recommendations that are coming out of our investigations are directly impacting people's lives, hopefully mm-hmm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't imagine sometimes what that the weight of that might be like from a board member perspective as you're sitting up there and hearing what, you know, staff is presenting, um, the recommendations that will ultimately come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, know, I mean, you cer- you certainly think about that. And the families, a lot of the families are usually there at the board meetings. And, you know, I, whether it's on accident scene, or whether during my preparation, which I believe in over preparation before a board mm-hmm. meeting, um, and then at the board meeting, you know, part of my focus is Certainly, you know, we have to prevent an accident, a similar accident from happening again. And that's through that board meeting and having the right recommendations in place. Certainly, that's first and foremost. Um, But also making sure, you know, I do my job for those families. And then for our investigators, I mean, we, our investigators have spent Mm -hmm. months, sometimes years on an investigation. And it's, I, I feel like it's my duty to dig into everything they did mm-hmm. and show up prepared and be able to engage in the issues and hopefully show up over prepared and do the right thing for them too. Sure. So, I mean, that, you know, that I think that all of that weighs on us when we're there at the board meeting. Yeah. So, in the past year, um, what would you, what, as you reflect, what surprised you in your role or what, or if you want to take a different angle, what challenges did you experience as your, as a first, first year board member? Um, you know, there, there were a couple of things. One, one, I don't believe in balance in life. (laughs) It just doesn't exist. There is no balance. I won't be able to achieve it. Just accept it. And move on. I do the best I can. <laughs> With that said, it is challenging figuring out, you know, I haven't, I was the top of the top at, you know, at, among the staff. I was very senior, you know, at the tr- transportation committee. Mm-hmm. But coming here, you know, it's, oh, you know, there's a it's little like a bit of a pressure of you're time. the new kid in town. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to prove yourself. You got to learn everything you can and get out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of that is internal pressure, not (laughs) external pressure. Um, So, you know, it's trying to figure out it's it's been a struggle to figure out how to balance, you know, the launches, the travel on uh, that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would have done you said 70,000 miles. I probably would have done another (laughs) 70,000 if I could have figured out how to put it in there. (laughs) And if Eric didn't tell me no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, but, you know, uh, it's hard to balance that with also who am I as a person? Mm -hmm. That's been a bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And everybody faces that. But, you know, I'm a runner. I'm a biker. I'm a swimmer. I love running. I love triathlon. Mm -hmm. I've done, you know, eight marathons. I was going to do my ninth this year. Mm -hmm. And that sort of fell by the wayside because of travel Mm -hmm. and launching. Mm -hmm. And so it's been difficult to figure out how I also do what I love personally. Yeah. 
Um, but then also um, be there for family, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a daughter who's first year of middle school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is very excited because she's taking her first flying lesson this Sunday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she <laughs> is an overachiever. I don't know where she gets that. (laughs) Sorry, I got something caught in my throat. You know, it's really funny because I went to the parent-teacher conference, and, I mean, she's in sixth grade, and the teacher said to me and my husband, so, uh, you know, she's perfect, she's a really good student, very focused, and she's really focused on her career. (laughs) And I kind of looked like, what? And it was very specific. She says, well... Just so you know, with every test, she asks, is it good enough to get in Virginia Tech's aerospace engineering (laughs) program because she's going to work for NASA? Wow. And she's very, you know, I thought she says, oh, I want to be an astronaut. And and she did get to meet an astronaut in Houston last year. And I said, oh, you want to go to space? She said, oh, no, I want to build the vehicles that go to space. So she's very... And, you know, she knows how many hours she needs and flight time to go to NASA. Anyways, I got off the, (laughs) I got off the, I just went off on a tangent here. That's okay. But, you know, so being there for, uh, figuring out that balance is hard. It's Mm -hmm. hard for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's part of my goal for 2020 is everybody at the table is our parent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know. Even if you're not a parent, you know, it's tough because, you focus on one area and yep, yep. you kind of lose it somewhere else. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'll get another marathon in this year. <laughs> we'll see. You tried to rope um, me in on one. Yes, I did. I'm still has. working got, on you. We did, halfway. Halfway, yes, we, we did a 10K, though. We did a 10K. It was great. <laughs> she has to go outside of her direct office to find someone to run with her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. now Stephen yeah, might. Because, well, Stephen <laughs> will. Stephen you, might, yeah. 0.0. Yeah. Um, so. Proud of it. <laughs> Took the um, elevator from the fourth floor up here. You know, I, I think I think there have been a couple of other things that have surprised me. I mean, of course, you know, because you read it on, you know, on social media is tough. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I'm on Facebook. I'm on. Uh, I mean, what else am I? Well, I have LinkedIn and. Yeah. You know, I've I had Twitter at one point, but then it was taken away from me because mm-hmm. I was reading it too much. I do not post on it, mm-hmm. um, but I need to keep up with the news somehow. Mm-hmm. So I like to read everything. Unfortunately, I've also read comments about me. And, you know, that's tough. People say things that they would never say to your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but stuff, somehow, you know, they think it's OK to say right knowing full well that you might see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's number one, um, you know, some of some of that is in organizations that are going to have to work with me, mm-hmm. you know, and they, you know, you need to think about that when you put something out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am pro safety all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a- and I don't want somebody to lose their life, whether it's in a, you know, dive boat excursion, mm-hmm. a midair, you know, they're looking at the misty fjords or they're bicycling, right. you know, down the road. Right. And so I, I, it got, it got a, a bit nasty after the bike safety report because mm-hmm. I, 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 rec- I 
offered an amendment on bike helmets. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, I think a lot of people, they didn't have the draft report before them. We had 16 pages focused on head injuries right. and the role of head injuries in fatal and non-fatal bike accidents. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it became, you know, this person is anti-safety, you know, on everybody on Twitter said I was anti-safety or which is really, you know, or that I'm clearly not a cyclist, really, because Mm -hmm. I have three bikes. Mm -hmm. I cycle often. I would say I'm a cyclist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and then, um, you know, then it was. Uh, you know, uh, some attacks on, well, she she doesn't have a cycling background. I mm-hmm. I do, actually. Come mm-hmm. Feel free to come bike with me at Haynes Point or, you know, on one of my, you know, <laughs> 25, 30 miles in the county that I bike on. Uh, but, you know, look, my goal is to prevent a death. Mm-hmm. And a helmet may not help you in some crashes. Mm-hmm. Right. Some crashes, a helmet's not going to prevent uh, fatality or serious injuries. But others, it could be the difference between mm-hmm. life and death. Mm-hmm. And that's my job. Yeah, you know, right. my job isn't to make sure that you can, it isn't to increase cycling. Mm-hmm. It's to make sure that you don't lose your life well, on the road. So that you can enjoy what you like to do. So, you know, that's been tough. And I think the probably the last thing, which, you know, is probably, uh, you know, it's a big topic uh, right now. But I think in my entire career, you know, and I mean, I've been working for over, you know, 25 years, 20, 25, 26 years now in my professional life. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I've never experienced, uh, you know, sexism until I came to the board. Mm-hmm. And it has been shocking. And now I, I want to make very clear that hasn't come from inside the board, mm-hmm. certainly not inside the NTSB. Right. Mm-hmm. But outside, absolutely. I've been in, in meetings where people have invited me to come... Uh, to come meet with them and spent the entire meeting looking at Eric in the meeting Mm -hmm. and focused on talking to him. And it just, and it's been very obvious to the point where, you know, Eric really didn't say anything to me, but he was moving in our meetings (laughs) to other sides of the table. Right. So they wouldn't look at him, you know, so they would focus on talking to me um, but to the point where, you know, at one point in one meeting, which I thought was a pretty big meeting, they asked if which one of us was going to go in the simulator. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm the boy. Yeah, I'm going to go in the simulator. That's going to be me. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think and it's it's been really interesting to mm-hmm. watch. But, you know, and it's not just meetings. I've seen it with emails that have come in with uh, comments on Twitter on, well, she's just a pipeline person. This person doesn't know what she's talking about. I asked my fellow board members, Mm -hmm. have you ever had somebody, you know, talk to your staff and not you? Mm -hmm. Or have you ever, you know, been criticized for not, for advocating for something in an area that was not your background? Mm -hmm. Nope. Right. 
Uh, not once. And, you know, I, I think, I, I think that's unfortunate. Um, you know, I, I hope going forward in 2020 that I, 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 you know, I've, I've been kind of quiet about it in my meetings so far. I think I'm not going to be so quiet in meetings in the future mm-hmm. when I see it. Um, but it's been, it's been very obvious mm-hmm. in many of our, in many of my, of, of my meetings. And it's, and it's not the, interestingly, it's, it's not a lot of the modes where I have the background and, uh, they know me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's been in the others, which is, which, which is unfortunate. Sure. It is. So, you know, if you just see me, watch me in a board meeting, mm-hmm. you should know that I am, <laughs> do not discount me. Right. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I do, uh, I, I work pretty hard at my job. Yes, you do. And yeah, I should do. be treated no differently than any other board member that is here. Exactly. Um, we've talked a little bit about, you know, some ideas for 2020, but I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about any specific goals that you might have for the year moving forward before we wrap up. Yeah, um, I am excited to really get into, well, one, I, I we have the most incredible staff at the agency. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of my big goals coming in to go to the regional offices. Again, Seattle, we have not forgotten about you. We are, that was we just had a meeting on what are we going to do in 2020, and that was number one. Um, so I really want to get to know staff individually more, not just, you know, big offices. Sure. So mm-hmm. that will continue. But then I really want, I, I mean, I, I have a big personal interest in commercial space. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't sure. realize we have a memorandum of understanding with NASA mm-hmm. and the Air Force and FAA on investigating accidents involving commercial space. So, Mm -hmm. um, and, and we've done a couple of accident Mm -hmm. investigations or participated in a few. So that's an area that I really want to focus on for 2020. I want to talk to Boeing. I want to talk to, um, you know, Blue Origin, SpaceX, ULA, uh, ULA, um, and real, and, and then visit NASA at some of their other facilities. I went Mm -hmm. to Houston. They were so welcoming last year. I mean, it was fantastic. I had a great, I spent an entire day with NASA at Houston, uh, not this past October, the October before they were phenomenal. Um, and then they visited mm-hmm. here. So sorry, Eric. I, mm-hmm. you know, Eric couldn't make it. And I called him <laughs> and I said, the one meeting you would have wanted to yeah. do, this was totally, just, uh, just bring that one up again. Loved it. <laughs> but Eric, did, you did get you the opportunity got to go to, to NASA. Well, I, NTSB that's true. I did. On the Twitter side of things for, although I don't think it ever when actually I, launched. You didn't no, it never right? launched. Yeah. So that was when I was in Gen Pop. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, you know, I want to get into commercial space more, really get to know FAA a little bit more. And then, um, um, I, you know, I think being on the one being in Alaska and really talking to some of the American Waterway operators members um, and then meeting with the coast. We spent a lot mm-hmm. of time with the Coast Guard in Alaska, sure. a mm-hmm. lot of days. And then being in California with our uh, Office of Marine Safety. Um, re- I really want to learn a lot this year on marine safety. Sure. And so that's a big goal for 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, and then I have small, you know, other smaller ones, but those are big ones. Sure. Do you have any one thing that sticks out of the last 14 months or the last year since you were on that is kind of like the highlight or the thing that you'll remember as being the thing that reminds you of your first Oof. first year at NTSB? I mean, there's so many. There, there are or five. Okay. <laughs> one, one or five. five. One or five. As, um, as Jane points out, as watch. How about five? five. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I do have. I have a long list, um, but you know, I mean, the the ones that sort of stick out for me, you know, because I worked on the mandate for PTC. I mm-hmm. loved that Metrolink invited me to their safety summit for the anniversary in September. Mm-hmm. Um, it was their rail safety summit. And, I, and it just sort of, for me, mm-hmm. kind of brought it home again. Mm-hmm. And so that was really memorable. I agree. Um, and then we did their simulators afterwards, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it was, I was really thankful that they invited me. Um, and, you know, it was interesting testifying before the committee that I used to work for. Right. Oh, um, yeah. So there were there were several. It was just <laughs> it was funny. But it was different being on the other side, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, um, at the same time. It was kind of fun because some of the members of Congress, you know, you could see them smirking because they knew <laughs> oh, one of them stuck, you know, Rodney Davis stuck mm-hmm. around. You know, just uh, he said he had a we had a nice back and forth where he said, "Oh, Jen, I stuck <laughs> around to see you and ask you a few questions." So, I mean, it was fantastic was for me, and I yeah. still go talk to to folks on the hill just to maintain those relationships and talk about our recommendations. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, interestingly, uh, you know, at the dive boat accident, which was very. You know, it was stressful. We had a lot of media, big media presence, most I had ever dealt with. So mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, that that brought a new, something new to the, the mix for launches for me. But, you know, and it was so, it was probably so minor in other people's minds, but we had an employee assistance program counselor mm-hmm. for the investigation, uh, for those that launched. Mm-hmm. Just on scene, which we do provide a lot, mm-hmm. um, and, and he hung out, you know, d- during our meetings mm-hmm. or at the hotel where we were all bo- based, just to be available in case anyone wanted to talk to him. And at one of the, I think the one of the last progress meetings, mm-hmm. he got up and he said, "You know, I just want to say, and I've la- I've gone to launches before with you guys. I just want to say that if I were to write a book on how to do it well." NTSB would be the one agency I said that does this well. And I just was really blown away Hmm. by what he said. And I truly believe we have the best team. We have great support. We have great staff. And I just thought that really... Huge compliment. Mm -hmm. Just a huge compliment and just so true. Um, And then, you know, I mean, there have been some funny moments too. Like at that dive boat... Uh, you know, uh, 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 during that dive boat launch, uh, Fox News wanted to do a live uh, interview. And, you know, Eric, Eric, uh, Weiss, Weiss not, me. Uh, not Eric Strickland, <laughs> Eric Weiss had, from our um, relations yeah. team. Had, had, had said, you know, do you want to do this? And I had said to him, I want to do 
you know, just book me for whatever. I'll do it all. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I read the email, it registered as the interview is going to be at 445 in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, uh, no problem. I did one at 345 the other morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so we're sitting there at dinner and he said, man, I, I don't think we should go to sleep and we should probably all stay awake. And I looked at him and I said, go, what? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, oh, no, I'm going to sleep. This thing isn't until 445. <laughs> and he said, oh, oh, no, it's 145. 445. That's 445 yeah. Eastern time. <laughs> we have to be at the studio at 1.15 a.m. And I thought, <gasps> Yeah. Okay, well, we're not going to eat dinner now. We're going to go back because I need to sleep for a few hours. And yet, you know, mm-hmm. it may not have been my best decision because I did blink a lot during that interview. I was so tired. Um, but you know, you Starbucks to... is not open at no, right. one o'clock in the morning. No. In Another challenge. But you, you know, you have to. You, um, you, you know, you have to. You have to laugh at some of those moments during the difficult times. You do need to find some things that. Yeah. That you can find something, some, something to smile and laugh right. at a, li- yeah. a little bit. And we were um, saying that you launched quite a few times, and we know that we ha- we have jokes. Speaking about joking, that all of your launches have include Eric Weiss. Yeah. So, so we when say we're as both long as you guys up, are on, everybody the- should be <laughs> right. on alert because I'm probably going to, to go. Be on at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and you know, just a couple of other things. I mean, I I you know, I was sworn in in August 2018, but. I was also sworn in again uh, this past August. I mean, I was I I filled a vacancy that was through 2019. So I was renominated in January. Thanks, you know, thanks to Senator Schumer who, rec- who recommended me again, and and the president for renominating me last j- January. And I, I I don't know. I have to go back and look, but I'm fairly sure I'm one of the only nominees who've gotten it through, gotten through twice in about a year. Yeah. And you know, and that's because I've had some fantastic relationships with, you know, both sides of the aisle. Uh, you know, on the Senate side, and of course in other areas of government. But I think probably what what topped it off for us is, you know, the 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 staff at the White House had come over for our our. Uh, Robert was sworn in again as chair mm-hmm. and they had come over for our swearing in ceremony, which doesn't normally happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that meant a lot to us. And then they invited us to, to meet with the president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people say, well, you're a Democrat. How was that? I mean, he's the president of the United States. That mm-hmm. doesn't happen. You right. are not often invited to the White House. Right. And right. honestly, it was a fantastic meeting. And so that is so memorable to me sure. mm-hmm. that the three of us were in the Oval Office. Yeah. You know, we we were probably in the Oval Office for about 40 minutes wow. and, you know, and met with the president for about 20. I mean, that that will will never, you know, forget that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, it, you know, so I'll remember that. And, you know, I'd say the last thing from from my year, which was so, so memorable for me and is, again, so small and kind of personal, you know, but my daughter ran for office for class rep this year and she didn't win. She didn't win. It's OK. But she she ran a great ca- campaign. And, uh, you know, we let her we don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, she needs to learn those things on her, you know, for herself. And she was reading her speech to me. 
the night before she gave her speech. And the second to last line was, my mommy has spent her entire career helping people and save lives. And I hope I can help you too. So I was oh, like, well done. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You do understand what I yes. do, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, it has been an amazing year, it sounds like. Um, and it's been fun to learn more about you today, but also just over the year getting to know you um, as a board member. Um, Stephanie, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Just thank you for the opportunities that you've. Uh, I've been a huge supporter of the advocacy division, and mm-hmm. we've gotten to you guys do great to to follow along and participate in um, quite a few of the the things that you did the last year. So thanks for letting us be a part of that and uh, being such a, a great advocate for the agency and the staff. It's it's been awesome. So look forward to another year in 2020 and then many more after that because you're, you're around. I'm not going anywhere. You're around for a while. <laughs> should know. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'll allow Eric any final thoughts as your year with member Hamindy. <laughs> it has been an entertaining whirlwind and I look forward to many more. Fantastic. <laughs> well, I want to again thank our listeners uh, for joining us. Thank you, Member Hamidi, for joining us again on the podcast. And thank you, James, for making us sound amazing. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scene at NTSB. Subscribe to and like us on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget, you can always find us at ntsb.gov. Thank you and bye.